moving to oneness. Nourishing curiosity. Embracing differences. Becoming one. the underlining thread through the conversation that you'll experience today on the Moving to Oneness podcast. Hello, I'm your host, Mylene. I'm here in sunny Germany in the morning and I have a wonderful guest sitting in the Netherlands, right? Yeah, that's true. Good morning. <laughs> that's rare. Normally, they've always been somewhere else far away with different uh, long time differences. And this gentleman I have with me today has endured a lot, but always had, I think, a born passion within deep within him to always hope or see something positive in every single moment. So welcome with me, please. Arjan Erkel in the Netherlands. Hello, Arjan. Hello, Marlene. Thank you for having me on your podcast. Yeah. So probably a lot of people uh, I have who are listening may not know you a little bit, but I would love to speak about that you had always an interest in supporting humanity. You went already as a young man uh, to Africa to support mm -hmm. people that were in areas of crisis here, uh, Leon, right? Yeah. And um, you didn't care from all from the inside, right? What will arrive? You live so in the moment. That's what I, I sense that when you live in the moment, you're always prepared. You have a way to adjust yourself rather fast. So even in these crisis zones, and you went over there with Doctor Without Borders, correct? Yeah, the Ärzte ohne Grenze. Yeah, genau, Ärzte ohne Grenze. Yeah, when I was 90, in 94, I was 24. That was my first time that I went uh, to Uganda. And since then, I, I really enjoyed the work. And yeah, like you said, living in the moment or maybe having a good self-trust that, that helps to, to be flexible and to be able to, to have a variety of yeah, opportunities. So yeah, I what, I, I'm, what I'm really interested in, I will speak later also about uh, your book. What I'm interested in is what made you curious about learning other cultures but yep. then also going there where most people wouldn't go, right? Because it was more or less in a, in, a, in a time where there is danger or other people perceive dangers and may yep. have told you, oh, don't go, that's too dangerous. But what inside of you made, me, made you go anyway? Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting question, of course. Um, now, when I was younger, I, I liked traveling already. I liked um, history, geography. And, at school and I think those combinations um, made me choose to, to study cultural anthropology. I had lots of uh, friends already with a migration uh, background at that time, like in the 80s and the 70s, there were not so many uh, foreigners uh, in our countries. Um, and then, yeah, when I first time I went to Uganda, that was really so much different and so much interesting to, to re live your life i think because of course when you're from the west and, and you have a good life everything is already yeah like flattened out for you and when you travel to other countries you have to invent sometimes you know, the new structures the new social structures the new way of living in a new culture and that curiosity always was yeah from within but but why it was there i i, I don't know maybe because i had a good base maybe because i had a nice family that they gave me the yeah 
the power or the strength to yeah, to find out and and and, and uh, be a sort of a curiosity person something like that yeah yeah but i, I think sometimes too that uh, or i share that sometimes if I reflect on my own life, why am I interested in, in, in people and how they function, you know, and what makes them tick? I think I always observed already people since I was a very young girl. Mm -hmm. I looked at them with different eyes. So that's why I was interested, right? Or I re can remember sitting with my father in cafes yeah. and, 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 and speaking and said, oh, where do they come from? What is their story? And my dad always uh, invited people to sit with us on a table oh, somewhere, nice. right? Yeah. And he, he, I grew up here in Germany. My dad's American. So he was a little bit more inquisitive, not as shy as, uh, for example, my mother, right, who had come from East Germany. There was a different way of communicating. And that I always found very interesting. I think those two things, seeing that you can um, be in a little bit of inquisitive to get a conversation going to start to share experiences yes right that that is very enriching and and fun yeah for sure for, for people like us but other other people they just like to, to have everything the same all the time not only the autistic people but some people go to the same holiday resort every year same people go to the same same music same movies so you need to have a little bit of curiosity mm -hmm. for sure. and i think yeah if you're curious you also admit that you don't know everything because of course if you think you know everything then it also yeah doesn't stimulate you to to look for more things around the world so maybe i knew that i was not perfect but i, I always had a sense of learning and yeah the interest of meeting other people for sure yeah, I think you know the interest of meeting uh, people, and I think we're born this way, or it is also a bit of our purpose why we're here. Yeah, in, yeah. In, uh, that's, we, we, uh, we are in that way. We are uh, herd people, of course, like like animals. Yeah, we, we we are surrounded by other people. Maybe we even part of a tribe. So yeah, for me, people, it's always nice to to be with people, but also to be around with myself is also nice so i, I can do both yeah yeah, yeah. so that's really yeah. interesting so i i read your book everyone um arian has been held hostage and this is really something many of us fear is one of the deepest rooted fears for many people to lose uh, your freedom or to lose their freedom or even for me to lose my freedom as i said we, we were just discussing i loved freedom i love to go left or right when i walk you know not even staying on the path i jumped the fences when i was a little girl i left when as a young woman to to uh, other countries to live there and and learn a bit about them so if I have to think about anything uh, that holds me back, it is always or has been the fear of losing a freedom of being restricted. Mm -hmm. But on your uh, uh, travels and on your desire to support people around the world, um, you went to Dagestan yep. and there suddenly <laughs> one night you were kidnapped and taken away in a rather brutal, fast way. Yeah. And then you had to adjust very quickly. And in reading your book, what I loved so much, you were brought to different uh, places that were rather dark and always very tight and small. And the fear of being shot. So it was not just a kidnap, but there was also an underlying energy of, of war, of rebellion and anger, right? And, and you felt all of this suddenly against you and suddenly you don't, didn't know how to maneuver or how to just, and this fear of not even knowing in every single moment, do you do the right thing? has uh, been in, ingrained. Uh, share a little bit um, 
about more about that feeling because I think I would love to use your story to inspire others to see in their life mm -hmm. that they can be much more flexible, they can relax much more into a situation um, to create what they desire to create in yeah. life and, and to become even so much more than they are. Yeah, and that's also my message. Is you, you always have a freedom of choice, mm -hmm. but sometimes you're, yeah, you yourself are the, is the person that takes you hostage even in free life but yeah within my kidnap situation i was kidnapped with, with lots of force uh, three guys they, they they came to my car they stopped the car and then they, they beat me up and i, I thought i was going to die uh, i thought they were going to murder me because i didn't understand what, what was going on of course i knew i could be kidnapped and then in the car already i had a gun against my head a gun against my chest then of course you you start wondering how flexible am i and how are they going to perceive me? Because every word is, is really important. And then it started already. Okay, what can I say? What can I not say? I should be quiet. I should not be a hero because they might shoot me. Um, and then later on, when they put me in my cell or, or in my, yeah, it was under the ground in the mountains, they dug out a hole for me, uh, part, partly as, as their house as well. They had a hideout under the ground in the mountains in, in in the Caucasus, North Caucasus. And then what you said, life was upside down, of course. I, I was a director, I had lots of freedom, I had a better position than most people among refugees, of course. And then suddenly I have to listen to guys with masks, with, with guns, uh, who threatened to kill me if, if Doctors Without Borders was not going to pay me. And of course I had all the fear, every day I could die, every day they could cut my throat. Um, I could say the wrong, things maybe yeah? because in, in daily life we also look at other people and sometimes respond to them according to what we think they want to hear um, and, but if you are really free you, you 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 consider your own words more important and your own thoughts um, and that was really difficult how do i stick to myself without creating more problems for myself mm -hmm. and how am i going to to live with with with, for example, lack of, um, how you call it, uh, comfort, because I had to go to the toilet and two people were standing behind me. Uh, I couldn't choose what to eat. I couldn't choose uh, what kind of bed I want to sleep. So all, all kinds of things you have to get used to. But yeah. most of the time, like you said, there's like pain or frustration or anger or disappointment, or you feel like I don't deserve this. And all this kind of feelings, are in the way for the positive energy and, and, and looking forward to what you can do. And it took me some time until I think three weeks and I cried a lot. I had pain. I, I missed my parents. I, I was wondering why me? Why do I deserve it? I didn't have such a bad life that God or maybe the, the karma. I don't deserve this. But at the end, it's, it's exactly what you say. You have the freedom to make the choice how am I going to deal with this? And, and yeah, I, I decided I'm going to make the best out of it. And I think most people want to make the best out of their lives. Of course, some people can't, but they still want to do it. And yeah, if you want to make the best out of it, you have to yeah, start looking, what do I do wrong? What should I do more? What should I do less? Uh, you need other people because on your own, you, I couldn't, um, yeah. I couldn't escape, I couldn't make my room bigger, I couldn't change the food, I couldn't get my own books, I couldn't get TV. So there were so many things I could influence, but, but sometimes we don't believe that we can influence other people or that we cannot influence faith around us. And, and yeah, I had somehow had the power uh, from within that I could manage to make contact with those guys and that they are the one that could change my situation. Yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. I always say in any situation, if we have to look in a person in any relation or mm -hmm. relationship you have every single day for the good that is all behind or deep within or something covered within and that we all react on certain things um, 
because of experiences, each person that we meet and, yeah. and our, ourselves. Yeah, can and I say it, something about that? Because they were wearing masks, but lots of people put on masks anyway, because not, not many people show really themselves. And in Dutch and maybe in German as well, you have the word unmask. I don't know if it's an English word. I yeah, yeah. In English, they say that to 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 let oh. go of the masks, to put them aside, so be authentic yeah, so I, and show yourself. So I had to unmask them, two times from the real mask, but also from their yeah their their wicked behavior. And I had to also yeah unmask myself because also they had a yeah, the wrong image of me, of course. So, yeah. and I think we yeah, if we unmask ourselves, then we also help it help each other to to find the real person yeah so that the, what I, I read was the truth you spoke a lot of truth and i think that is the fastest way you had to go a little slower because there's always the second of making the wrong move the wrong choice but you started to really observe right to see watch them and and test but you always tested with the truth yeah, and yeah. I think that was interesting to see so that a trust could be built up. Um, and there was a genuine interest also, you know, okay, you are alone. Who do you speak with yeah. after weeks and weeks? Luckily, you spoke a Russian and a good thing you got much better probably after yeah. two years of Russian conversation. Yeah. Um, but you learn you 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 ask them about themselves and i think this is a really quick way to unmask and you also shared about your needs even if it was uh simple is the wrong word because you need to do it you if you go you know to to the toilet it's it's a it's a desire a need we need to do but they adjusted you found first something where there's the same base that really, really they could rely to yep. and then later you even went to in the whole philosophy of conversation of your religions of how uh, they grew up or how you grew up then there became more of um the tapestry of of a carpet was then shown more and more because more um colors were unveiled in yeah way. true yeah that's nicely said because i think in, in modern times or nowadays maybe we're too busy to really find out about other people or we're mm -hmm. too self-centered and and because we, we want to show on facebook or instagram who are we who are and it's all about me or or ourselves but it's much more interesting to find out also in teams in organization who are we really and how can we yeah make each other strong to, to reach the goals because I needed to survive and they needed the money. Mm -hmm. So at, at the end, the, the goals are also the same. But in the meantime, yeah, I had to find a, a, a modus operandi, um, how to work together and how to get my situation better because they were not interested in the, in the beginning to make my situation better. But then after a couple of weeks, they understood I'm a nice person. Uh, we respect him for now for about religion, for example, or about uh, I had to box with them. Right? So also the, the, the macho side, like you said, there were so many more uh, yeah, points of maybe touching each other, not, not real touching, but, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, touching each other, um, that we started to connect and that made it, made it easier for both of us. Yeah, because probably a lot of people, at, or I think many, when you, what you think about at first moment, and it was so funny, I had to, uh, you mentioned the movie Papillon, so I think our generation was <laughs> really interested, right? Um, Steve McQueen played that yeah. in that role and Dustin Hoffman. Uh, when I read that story and saw that movie the first time, I, what I found really fascinating, how mentally he stayed fit by even eating then uh, the insects. Yeah, yeah. But this is really the ultimate test in a way, we have this a little bit now. We are for the first time in cage. We are not by force and not by restriction. You even had to, you know, knock on the door so you could go to the toilet and wait for someone to come. These things we don't need. We can go into the kitchen and, and eat something. Um, but the mentality, how to stay fit and stay alert. And I wanted to ask you then too, um, because 
that was so quiet, mm-hmm. uh, except maybe at the, they, they moved you a few times. And but most of the time it was so quiet. So you had a lot of time to become aware of your own body, mm-hmm. of your own senses and um, the ears. So, you know, I was always thinking you must have gotten such good uh, ears that you could hear so much more and did you realize that or did you realize that when you came back then into in a way civilization when you came back to the russian airport or which is really loud suddenly right or the machines of those airplanes and and those cars or then even back in the netherlands where you suddenly there was tv and radio and thousand people speaking how did what did they do first getting used to the quietness and get keeping you movement not giving up and then later moving back into that new noise again how yeah what did that do with you the noise noise but it's more the all the impulses because because my hearing Maybe it became better, but definitely now it's it's not so good anymore as as, as before. Mm-hmm. But it's more paying attention to small things. For for example, I can see your face, but they had the mask. So then you, you start concentrating on the eyes, or start concentrating on the top of the nose, or or on the lips, because I I couldn't read their faces. So mm-hmm. um, I had to listen to their breathing. Um, I had to to yeah watch much more the the sign of language. Because you can see how people stand, how people be- behave, if they're nervous or not, or, and, and these kind of things. So that the reading of a person, I definitely learned much more there because it was more much more important as well. Yeah. But then the, the, the quietness and the silence and the and the boredom, what we also have nowadays, because we can party, we can go out, we can go to restaurants. Um, yeah, that that. Yeah, I don't miss it so much at the moment because I had this experience before and I, I knew I, I can manage on my own and I can find happiness from my own thoughts, from my own memories, from my own visualization of the future. So there's so much to do in your own mind that I'm, I, I can be busy all the time. Even um, yeah, nowadays, we don't have to sit still. We don't have to be bored. There's so many choices still to make. We can learn, we can become better family members, we we become friends with the neighbors if we want. So this sort of lack of, yeah, sometimes I call it a a bit of um, lethargy, is it a word? Lethargic, so that people don't have the energy to to deal with, yeah, things they can't control because they are so out of control and then the, the only thing is to do nothing. But but yeah, for me it's a season of, of still creativity, of, of, of finding out new new things, doing new things. And mm-hmm. and that's what I miss in the it's it's also part of resilience, I think, or yeah. or, or, or dealing with perseverance, because yeah, definitely in the West we had a most people had an easy life, not too many um, disasters and, and also the idea that we can make life. Um, but I think people mix up making life and that life is made for them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this- I believe also a lot of people numb themselves. I've, I've done it in my yeah. life too, yeah. right? So you don't uh, feel and um, yeah, but one day you cannot not do it no, anymore. And then you're, you're sick and tired of it. But also we can still, I think, of, yeah, what I also learned is gratitude for things you can do or gratitude for, for what those people were doing to me. And because they're in the beginning, they didn't like me. They just fed me because they had to keep me alive. But at a certain moment, no, they also started to be human beings. Because for, for me, it was in the beginning functional because I needed their human being to, to, to treat me as a human being. But, but later, when it became real from my side as well, it, it made much more contact. Because if you're real, like you said, if you're true, dealing people with truth, uh, if you're true to yourself, it, it makes contact much more easy. I don't know how you do it nowadays. With the yeah, I, I, I go always into quiet times here and there and really do ask myself, do I live myself? What am I not living? What I would love to. Yeah. Um, 
I'm like you, I can be very quiet and in a tight space, but then sometimes I like to go out and be amongst people, but I also go into seclusion and can be very happy in these phases. Uh, but then I know I'm, I'm connected to so much. I can sit in the sun for hours and just in a way communicate or sense that there is so much. I'm then happy to be alive. It, it's a hard yeah. to explain. It's hard to put words um, to it. But this is what I've always felt. Like I love walking barefoot since I'm a little girl it's over everything. And I feel... Uh, nature and the texture and the, just these things make me happy i can be happy when i see a beautiful flower yeah, blossoming that's, that's nice and, and other people that need to first use uh, one gram of cocaine and then they need to uh, see uh, hundreds of other people so it's yeah it's also nice for them but it's easier if you can be happy with your flower or with your insect in the, in the garden. Yeah, so that maybe it goes back, as you said, uh, uh, the hope and you must have had hope. And I, there was one thing because I love nature. I've been a landscape architect once. And so I want to, you wrote one moment, you wrote, develop, you developed an appreciation of the beauty of nature. So yeah. that because I had to think about you, were allowed to go out most of the time only once or twice just to relieve yourself yeah and maybe then even after a while able to stretch and they trusted you that you could move but you were there in the mountains with rather clear skies most of the time and uh you started probably to sense every little change in in, in nature and um, you even wrote that, that you came from, you know, Rotterdam or a city boy, and suddenly you had this vastness, I mean, um, of a landscape. And I was thinking, what did the nature and the mountains there teach you? Oh, yeah, then I have to think about it. No, but like you said, in the beginning, I didn't appreciate the nature so much. Of course, it's nice. You see, it's a nice view. But at a certain moment, after the winter, which was my darkest moment, because the days are short, uh, lots of darkness. So all this symbolism of death is around me. But it was also a new beginning because the winter is also the darkest day. And then all new days will be longer and longer and longer. And it will my life will also be lighter and lighter. But then I also noticed again, that birds start to sing, uh, trees and the Christmas trees become more green. So I think nature made me more aware of, of the circle of life, that some things, yeah, they, they go into a sleep like a bear or trees, and then later on they, they move on again. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was also the symbolism of, of the, yeah, new life being reborn, uh, getting the energy from things around you so so these kind of things uh, that it became also a message of, of hope nature can also be the message of hope because uh, it shows that there's new life it shows there's old life i, I like for example walking coaching and, and walking through the forest because you can see there's uh, crossroads in nature uh, sometimes you have to cut the trees that are dead and you have to get rid of them uh, then you have to feed yeah, other parts of nature so that it grows more. And if you uh, treat yourself also as part of nature, yeah, you can also, yeah, the rhythm of nature, I think that's, that's the importance. Yeah, I, I had to experience myself one time I was uh, uh, pinned down by a huge boulder. And I thought in that moment, I couldn't move, I could scream for help. Yeah. But I couldn't move and I said, if I would rescue myself, I would be my head crushed or my other my other leg and then I would not have one healthy leg. And in that moment, too, I understood one uh, big thing that I am part of all mm -hmm. really that I could I could suddenly sense the the rock and how I survive this pressure of this uh, huge boulder on top of me was really uh, feeling even the particles of that mountain uh, of that stone right and the yeah. material and seeing that we could go not that our two rough edges coming together but that we could move into each other 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. and um, I remember also when I was lying there, I was only once or uh, two times I felt scared and I felt pain in that moment. And one time was if I could not, no one would find me because I was so up, up in the sky uh, uh, on the mountain. Um, that I could not see my son anymore or, or my husband, my family. And but that I knew there was something I said, oh, I just have to find ways and readjust and, um, you know, just think or stay connected to them so I can kind be found. And you did the same. You always uh, you were fearful in that moment when you thought you could not see your family maybe ever again or, or your girlfriend. Uh, the people you really cherish in life. But then comes the moment where the hope comes back. And then suddenly these people carry you through, right? Yeah. So for my son at that time, I don't know, he was maybe eight, nine, I can't remember, nine probably. Yeah, to see him again it is what kept me going to kept me another scream for help or changing the language so, yeah. um, or directing telepathically where I'm lying. And you used the birthdays of your loved ones to keep you going to create smaller increments to create a timeline for yeah, yourself. Yeah, for sure. yeah. counting that down. I counted a lot because I counted the days how many I was there already, but I also counted down to dates that I didn't know for sure that would be my release date. But for example, uh, my father has his birthday in May, and then I thought it's 77 days from today. But mm -hmm. yesterday it was 78 days, and tomorrow it's 76 days. And then it gave me, first of all, positivity that I could think about my father, but then also it saved me two days. Right? Because yesterday 78 days and tomorrow 76. And in the moment of thinking that, it gave me already, yeah, it's only two days shorter. And of course, I was fooling myself. And I sometimes I call myself the Ministry of Good News. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it doesn't help to, to be the Minister of Bad News. But um, yeah, to think about people, yeah, like you said, does it work or not with the telepathy? But lots of people thought about me as well. And, and afterwards, when I was released, lots of people asked me, did you feel it? Did you feel all, all our energy? And I, I had to disappoint them because I, I didn't feel it like that. Uh, but maybe it helped. I always said maybe it helped because it's my fear was not, not my fear, but my, my baddest moments were or my worst moments were when I felt completely left out that no one thought about me that I maybe was even um, yeah not forgotten but, but maybe people didn't care about me anymore so that were the, the most painful moments that, that of course that was only thinking in myself and because we fill in lots of things I also one, one thing I learned the less you fill in the more positive your life is because i can start thinking about what you think about me but it's easier to ask what do you think about me because i yeah i, I can go on and on for hours i did it there also sometimes uh, but uh, uh, the easiest is to yeah, live live yeah with people that you can can connect with and you can ask for for clarity you can not everyone wants to give it but if you're in a good relationship with your wife with your family with your team and if trust comes out and, and, and safety, then, then that it's much, much better. So I, it's not an answer to your question, but my relation became more and more better with those guys. So the, the conversation became more yeah, higher level, but also the, the basis of trust and, and my knowledge about my future also increased. Yeah, because you, you always had to live in a way in a moment because you did not know, is it my last day? And it, things were always postponed, postponed and hope. And you didn't know if they were just telling a story or not, were they trying, right? Uh, there was always this, um, uh, I don't know, this mishmash of information. Yeah. And, but still you, you trusted, I think if I could feel that right in that book, you trusted one person enough to, no, he is really trying to get you back home so yeah. he could get his funds to for his, the revolution, right? They needed weapons for uh, or whatever to to 
fight for their own civic yeah. rights and which is also another topic i really wish one day we would appreciate and respect each other yeah. around this world so that is my biggest intention that's also why i have this show to show that we are all uh, a right one that we have so many parts that are similar and and you are yeah and you felt that as well the basic needs right to yeah. be loved yeah. by a person we all have families uh, parents right yep. the need for friends good food and sharing even if one person is a rather quiet one or introvert and the other one is out but this mix that is a vibration and we've been i always think been pulled so apart anyway over the last thousand years to become very individualized mm -hmm. individuals but we, as you said at the beginning, we're people that love to live in community and we once did. And so my hope is one day the natural state, we all appreciate move around the world free without borders. Yeah. yeah? yeah. And that's, that we can roam this planet with more ease and understand and an understanding of each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we need time for that also because yeah, we don't take the time for sure to get to know each other. Uh, the media doesn't help us because they want to have it black and white because it's easier if they can yeah, frame us with the good guys and the bad guys. But there's lots of gray in life, but sometimes we don't want to see it because gray is not an interesting color. And um, yeah, if you put lots of attention in, in gray, yeah, it's, it's a bit philosophic. That, that, that's the biggest and the nicest area because that's where colors come together. Mm -hmm. People come together and, and where, we can, where we can build. And if you polarize, then it's, it's more for destruction. Yeah, when we polarize. Yeah, so that, that is, I love that. Um, to depolarize. Yeah. How to dissolve that uh, and where in life do we polarize ourselves even right where do, where do we uh, contract ourselves um, where do we restrict ourselves through thought patterns yeah yeah all all these things um, and are they as important as we believe they are true true yeah but but that's the only thing you can find out yourself right? on, on, on the individual basis. Lots of people don't challenge themselves enough. Ah, that's a good one. So everyone yeah. challenge yourself. Take yeah. it from a man who has challenged himself every single day. I, I think you read books over and over. You started challenging yourself how to uh, 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 play games with yourself. You challenged even to test statistics. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I thought about that, yeah, was... right? You played backgammon over and over and over with yourself. Uh, you were lucky you got one day one. So when you were in there, as let's say 23 hours in your hole, uh, you were able to to see and and uh, to test new borders, all right, the borders of restriction. See, oh, it is 50-50 more or less after, I don't know, what, 3,000 games yeah, after you that you played. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah. But in normal life, you would not appreciate to, to play uh, 21 times. I played 21 times backgammon against myself every day because um, yeah, maybe I became autistic. But the first time when I got this present, it was a big present for me. I thought, OK, I'm going to play. I have, yeah, I have something to do. So I played 21 times. And then I told myself, yeah, from now on, every day, I'm going to play 21 times. Then I can count. Is, big, is black better than white or white better than black? But like you said, after 3,000 times, it became really 50-50. And then I think, yeah, my, my, my school time learning statistics, it, uh, it makes sense. And then from even playing this dull game, you can, yeah, you, you can let your thought wander again. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, that's bringing back your question in the beginning. Why did you go out? Why did you like to travel? Why did you like to study other people? I think it's, I can easily make my, my, uh, my mind go wander around instead of sticking to one, one item. 
square. But sometimes it's good, of course, to be disciplined, to, to focus, to work on one thing. But it's also nice to let it go and enjoy the life around us. And, and then you're in the moment. Actually, both times you're in the moment when, you, when I have to write a book, I have to write a book. Uh, I have to say to myself, at this time, one chapter per week or 10 pages per day. But then if that's done, yeah, you can, you can wander around or I always call it collateral advantage. We always talk about collateral damage, but if we do things and we're open for other ideas, for other adventures, the whole world opens up like a flower. Mm -hmm. I think you have to make yourself open for other ideas, for other people. Of course, sometimes you have to stick to your own goals, to be disciplined, to be structured, but let it happen sometimes. And, and yeah, I was already a person who, who did that and that made it even worthwhile during my kidnapping to see the good things like learning Russian, learning uh, how to communicate with people, learning how to become strong, learning how to be stay fit mentally and physical. So, um, yeah, it's the growth mindset versus the yeah being stuck, I think. Yeah. I, uh, maybe not, but... I like that. So everyone, do read uh, Arjun's book because you, Arjun, you also wrote it so nice. It's a very even though it is a um, a topic that could be depressing yeah, yeah and you went through an experience but there was it was a nice to read i was really in there with you reading it um and your development you don't explain it but through your words you 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 wrote it in a way that i was there i was noticing your development, the change of, of uh, the relationships, the way of you see your life. Um, and that I really enjoyed. It was not, you know, I was, it was taking me right into the situation. Mm -hmm. And I, I really yeah, one of appreciated my... that because yeah. it made me feel and also at the same time think what is in my life. So it is really where am I restricted and, and Oh, I'm sitting now all winter more or less on the couch. Yeah. yeah, and you barely had places to move. So how often do we restrict ourselves of movement, of um, ability to, to, to change, right? Even though we have rooms to walk in, <laughs> sit on that couch. And you had, you know, barely space to move in, 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 in that uh, uh in the, when you were dug in the hole, you moved in a few other spots where you had maybe a little bit more mm -hmm. of a movement, right? But how often do we do that, not noticing uh, and to say no more? And why do I do that? And this, this came up. And yep. I think for that, your book is really an interesting uh, read to unravel what we carry of if it's maybe even already from ancestors or but to unravel to untighten so it, it it feels like you know we are so tight all mm -hmm. the strings are so tight so they can become loose that the fear dis disappears and all of those strings can freely move around and uh, to create what we want and not Hold, yeah, this holding oneself so tight, I yeah, think, that, is what, what, the strongest what, what, that came through. Why do you think we do that? Why do we think we, we hold ourselves? If I'm, I'm just going into that energy, so if, if we restrict... Oh, we're scared of what comes. So it's scared mm -hmm. of the new experiences, this being scared of the unfathomed and in the same time of not fitting in. Yeah, or losing, fear of losing. Maybe we have a, our life is too good. I, I don't know, but because we also fear what you say, that the, the future, what we, because we, we're not sure about what's, what the future is going to bring us if we change. But we're also afraid that we lose things. I always say to most of the people, you can always come back to your old life. Because people think if they make a big change that they will lose everything. 
but I say, no, you've reached that point, you have your intelligence, you have shown that you can reach that top. And if you, if you, yeah, if you fail, you can always yeah, go back to, to your old position again. You can at least build up until that position. So even nowadays with people losing their work, losing their, their companies, of course it's painful and, and, and I, I don't want to advise them that it's easy, but I, I want to advise them that at least they've shown that they can do this already. So why can't they do it again? And, and that may, maybe is also helpful. Uh, and it doesn't mean their life is over or they can never do it again. Of course, you need to have some luck sometimes in, in life, but lots of things you can influence and under lots of even difficult cir circumstances, you can also flourish. And, and that's the interesting thing. You can flourish, yeah, even in Corona time, you can come in, in, in the flow through Corona. And, uh, because there's also people who flourish now, who, and the, the people who, who, who sell the, the, yeah, all the equipment or all the, the, the plastic glass, you know, that it's their time of their life. So mm -hmm. it, it, it shows that, that even in crisis, people can flourish, but yeah, we have to realize, okay, I, maybe I can also flourish in, in a crisis instead of a crisis will always uh, make me go down. Yeah, there's the expression of, you know, always feeling as a victim and in the moment I don't see myself as a victim and that, as you said so beautifully, I have a choice to change every moment. And as you also said that once I have an experience or then, you know, sometimes I can, you can take little steps like you did again, start a dip with different uh, new things or different yeah. changes or changing a pattern slowly, but surely and because each experience just changes us forever and uh, repetition creates uh, a comfort right um, so s to set out the vision you always had the vision you you always knew you would get free in a way you even though they're the days you 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 felt i will never make it it's never going to work right no. but as like i like i would never be found but deep deep within i knew i would be found then would get ah if if you know i'm not on the boat they will notice and if they don't notice by then they will notice when they're all at dinner and yeah. luckily the sun you know won't go down till 10 o'clock at night then <laughs> yeah. the you know can still maybe come with a helicopter or or something so really deep within there is this hope and the the, the vision said to be found and yep. you had that the whole time even then it took so much longer i want to don't want to spoil too much of the book right then they were you were told at the beginning um and that kept you forward and going so everyone do read that book i'm gonna put notes in there Arjan, you also created something um out of this experiences where you help girls to be rescued yep. out of uh, also rather brutal situations and uh, speak to that for yeah no it's it's called uh, free a girl because worldwide there are so many young girls minor girls under 16 being taken into yeah into sexual exploitation and we release them we we work in india in in thailand and together with informants we, we try to find those girls and then together with the police, we will uh, get them out of their misery. And I started because when I was kidnapped, I felt uh, that I, I wanted to go home every day. I miss my mother, I miss my father. But at that time, I was already 32 years old and I was still crying every now and then. I, I felt the pain of how come no one helps me? How come they forget about me? And then when I heard about all this uh, yeah, misery going on in the life of, of, of poor kids, ending up in, in, in brothels in India, I thought, yeah, why isn't the government fighting for that? Why isn't there a whole lot of people in India or in Thailand fighting for it? And of course there were, but there was not enough. And then I, together with three colleagues, we decided to start Free a Girl to fight this uh, yeah, human trafficking. And since then we freed more than 4,500 children. Uh, and that's amazing. Most of them, they go home, but, but some of them, yeah, they, 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 don't, they don't even know where they're coming from. And we help them. Some of the girls were even sent to university. It's a whole program. It's called uh, School for Justice. And if they want, they can study law and they will be the lawyers or maybe even the judges of the future or the district attorney. 
that might fight also human trafficking. So then the circle is round from being held uh, hostage as well, but then they can fight uh, the, 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 the human trafficking. And yeah, that's amazing because the first girls are, are really already, uh, yeah, they finished uh, university and they start wow. becoming, uh, becoming lawyers now. And that's, that's, yeah, that helps really. And, and some people say, yeah, but it's only one girl out of one million. But, but I, I know how it is that, that when I came back, I, I still remember my mother waiting for me at the tarmac at the airport in Rotterdam. And her, yeah, she, her arms were so wide, like almost three meters. But of course, she's only 160. Yeah. And the smile on her face, seeing me uh, stepping down the stairs. Yeah. And, and yeah, that's what I wish for all those girls. I, I was released on, on Easter. It's a very symbolic date because of the, the, the uh, resurrection of Jesus. And I also came from under the ground, half dead, and I could live again. And, and this second chance, I also want to give to other people. Not only the girls, but I, my mission is that people at least think about their freedom, think about their choices, and that they can change their life if they want. And that they can really become a new person, even by starting today. Oh, I love that vision. And yeah. wow, thank you for all this energy you put, uh, put into helping other women, girls, women, people connect back to themselves, yeah. right? Um, and they see hope and change because I think it this energy when we are people of hope and we've created one's hope for others then they it, it's like they others can synchronize I'm a big believer the moment it's there and so it is like a huge ripple effect and it should not be underestimated even if people tell you oh it's just four thousand <laughs> it's a huge number each single person is worth yeah it <laughs> Right, and we can't fathom what that one person will do. Yeah, but that's right? that's unlocking potential in general. Of course, you can. Sometimes people come to me and they say, after I heard your story, I started to study again, or after I heard the story, I decided to divorce, and because it's the breakthroughs that they go through. But they knew this already that they wanted to go to study. Maybe they wanted to have a divorce. Maybe they wanted to go traveling. But, but sometimes they need a push uh, and then they start doing it. And then what you say, you never know what their, the outcome will be because maybe someone will, yeah, they will invent a new iPhone or someone uh, invites something else. But, but, but if they don't, if, if they would not put their thoughts out, if they wouldn't start acting, it would have never come out. So you need people to yeah, be the catalyst for other people. You know, to be that's how creative. I with my with my story that you can find freedom that you can find opportunities that you can connect with people that you can find the middle between and the radical Islam and me being from the West and we found the middle and if we find all together and you need the, the, the outside also you need the, the the creativity people you need the, the the weirdos because they also have energy but at the end it needs to come to the middle because otherwise it's, it's not going to develop yeah 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 it is uh, I, I i can feel the energy it's putting a smile on on, on my face uh, of what you're creating this intention and you're acting on it and and uh, it is important for us to act even on the smallest it can become huge or even yeah. if we already know it's going to become huge start it uh, feel comfortable to be yourself, not to hold back. If you do feel restricted, I invite you to uh, read Arjan's uh, book, Held Hostage, One Man's Story of Trial and Triumph After Being Taken in Dagestan. Yeah, or read a little bit on his website about um, the girls he rescues and the organization he has built, and maybe you can support that a little bit or point others in that direction or become aware of what is happening around you and how you react to life. Yeah. <laughs> I think and this is... Also be curious. Be, yeah, I, I be can't curious. Find it, but those, 
those people in the past that went out to, to dis yeah, discover the world. There's so much more to discover. So if you're curious, you can discover. If you're not yeah. curious, you won't, yeah, you will miss lots of things. I, I, I'm, I'm like you, uh, Arjan. I don't believe the world is dangerous. Sometimes I, 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 I do go backwards in life, mm -hmm. but then that's only for a moment. And the, I, there is then the, the forward movement again. And everyone, we're beings of movement. We're not created to be in a fixated state. No. We're supposed to be moved, to free, to explore, travel into the world. Even I traveled all the way on Zoom <laughs> to the US. I met Arjan, even yeah, though he's US. in the country next door. And there was a next door <laughs> next to me here in Germany, right? Yeah. But start meeting people from all over. Start opening your heart and your ears and your awareness of what it exists. Don't get yourself too dug up uh, under or too many pillows or or, or or blankets, throw those away as in your temple, really do it in your temple. Ayan, you did it also in your temple, right? You had to find your rhythm, first a daily rhythm to survive, yeah. a rhythm to approach others, then a rhythm to communicate. You found a new rhythm with nature and the list goes on. So ah, fantastic to ha be in a presence with this uh, energy of doing and exploring curiosity, creating and looking at everything that happens for a stepping stone yeah. and, um, and uh, opportunity to reflect and to create a better choice. Yeah. That's, that's good what you say, because sometimes you, you need to do, uh, it's not nothing, but you, you have to slow down. I think uh, Bertolt Brecht, uh, that's one of your uh, yeah, Germany, writers, yeah. <laughs> uh, he said, once I was uh, yeah, standing still, and actually that was a big step forward. Uh, I, I don't know how he said it in German, but it's, it's good to stand still every now and then, because people are always on the move. Uh, they always want like you said about rhythm live your own rhythm every now and then definitely you don't have to be in a hurry all the time you don't have to listen to all the people around you because yeah most of life is not so important right? what we yeah what we have to believe that life is so important and all other things we're doing work whatever uh, other things are also worthwhile of paying attention to yeah so the importance of ourselves uh, i think I, I, I try to teach that, Arjan, and speak about that a lot, that we see our importance, why we're here right now. It is important. We're not just a byproduct. No. There's a reason why we're here. And to step into this and to say, yes, I'm important. Yeah. And I'm not, uh, I control my own life. So do definitely, that. Definitely, yeah. So thank you very much for your time and uh, your your wisdom and uh, the energy you're yeah. sharing. Thank you, you have for having me. Yeah, great to meet you already in the United States. And now we meet in Nuremberg and Rotterdam. Yeah, maybe one day, right? See, yeah. now everyone, the doors are open. My doors, I invite always people to come in. So Arjun will, coming, will be yeah. coming one day to Nuremberg. I know I'll meet you. I, we know at one of those days. Okay. And, and this is how you build connection. Just say yes to yourself and say yes to other people and discover what they have to provide for you. Yes, for sure. So thank okay. you very much for listening to the Moving to Oneness a podcast. I'm Eileen, your host, and with us we had the fantastic Arjan Erkel. Bye-bye, everyone. Okay, bye-bye. Thank you.
sometimes.